doctoral and PhD candidates. Thank you for joining us on Dissertation in 90 Days, a podcast created with you in mind. Our continued goal is to save you time, money, and stress. This podcast is made possible by your generous donations and sponsorships. Hey, I'm Dr. Anthony Robinson, and this is Dissertation in 90 Days, a show providing tips and strategies that will help greatly reduce the time you spend writing your dissertation. In the previous episode, I talked to you about the whole ethical and legal nature of hiring a dissertation writing company. Today, I want to talk to you about how to approach the dissertation proposal phase of your research project. From working with hundreds of students in the last year, and many of them consisting of proposals, we typically find there to be six parts to a standard proposal for the typical dissertation writing process. Obviously, institutions vary in their requirements, but will contain some resemblance to what we will talk about today. The six parts that we will look at include one, the idea, two, presenting the idea in the introduction, three, examining and reviewing the literature, four, explaining the methodology, five, discussing the proposed implications of your research, and six, developing a reference list or bibliography. So as we talk about these six steps, you may want to grab a pen and paper if you can to take some notes. The tips provided could save you time, money, and most of all, stress. Step one, the idea. The very first step of writing a strong proposal is identifying the topic. At most institutions, you won't be able to start until your topic has been approved by your mentor or chair. Keep in mind that you may ultimately spend three to five years of your life writing your dissertation, so you'd be wise to find an area of your field that interests you and ideally an area in which you already work or one that you desire to work in. I can't tell you how valuable this will be in the times you want to give up. Having a topic that is personal to you undoubtedly gives your research a sense of purpose and meaning which is invaluable in the dissertation writing process. When thinking about your topic, you should also consider the following questions. What are the key concerns of other researchers regarding this area of study? What do they suggest as areas for further research? And what strikes you personally as an interesting gap in the field? These are questions that can only be answered upon review of previous research on your proposed topic area. Usually in chapter five or the discussion of the results will you find the answers to these questions. Once you have an idea in mind, you will then need to think about ways to narrow it down and the best way to frame it. As it relates to a dissertation, your topic should in no way be vague, but rather very specific, sometimes all the way down to a specified geographical site location. Don't worry, you won't change the world with your topic, so there is no need of trying to have a wide focus. Focus on what you can manage, get it done, 
and then make your mark in the world. So let's practice narrowing down an idea. When coming up with your topic, you want to move from a broad field of interest to a very specific niche. For example, say you want to talk about mental health. Then to narrow it down more, you say you want to talk about mental health among adolescents. Then you narrow it down more to mental health among adolescents experiencing trauma. Let's keep going. So then you think strategies that improve mental health among adolescents experiencing trauma. Good, right? Well, let's narrow it down one more step. Strategies that improve mental health among minority adolescents experiencing trauma. See how we did that? We started with a very vague topic, mental health, and narrowed it down in a way that is extremely manageable to a topic of strategies that improve mental health among minority adolescents experiencing trauma. We could even narrow it down further to a geographical location. The point is that your topic should be very specific and narrow in focus. But this is also an example of why you will often find dissertation topics to be very wordy because the more specific it is, the more measurable it is. Remember that specificity equals measurability when it comes to your dissertation topic. Step two, presenting the idea in the introduction. Like most academic texts, a dissertation proposal begins with a strong introduction. This is where you introduce the narrow topic that you developed, provide some background, and most importantly, present your aim, objectives, and research questions. So first, there's the hook. When opening your introduction, you want to get right to it with the focus on what your research is and why it's important. Ultimately, you want to talk about what's at stake in your research. In your introduction, you should also avoid generalizations and grand statements. Again, don't go into your dissertation and in this case, your introduction thinking you are going to change the world. You are not. Your goal is and should be to examine and to investigate a research problem and an identified research gap. Once you've provided a strong research hook, now you should discuss the background and context. What should the reader know and understand regarding the research background? In other words, how did we arrive at the research problem? What is the current state of the research topic? And what will your dissertation contribute to the field? Ultimately, you want to give the reader a general sense of the debates that you are intervening in. This leads you to a very important part of your introduction, your purpose, objectives, and research questions. These should be clearly identifiable and stand out from the text. For example, you could present them using headers or bold fonts. Make sure that your research questions are specific and workable, something you can reasonably answer within the scope of your dissertation. Remember, you should avoid being too broad or having too many different questions. Remember that your goal in a dissertation proposal is to convince the reader that your research is valuable 
and feasible. Step 3. Examining and Reviewing the Literature Now that your topic is clear, it's time to examine existing research covering similar ideas. This is important because it shows not only that you understand what has been written on your proposed topic, but it also reveals what is missing from other research in the field and ensures that you're not asking a question someone else has already answered. During the literature review, it is crucial that you take a specialized approach that will ultimately save you time. With that said, literature reviews tend to have a twofold purpose. One, to validate the concentration of your research, and two, to offer a reason for your methodological approach. To do each of these effectively, it is important that you engage in a vast amount of synthesis and critical analysis. Let's talk about these two factors for a moment. First, there is the issue of synthesis. Synthesis helps you to examine and address areas in the literature that are inconsistent in existing research and to expose contradictions that point to the need for your research. We also encourage our clients to stay away from a summary of individual studies. While discussed in depth, they will ultimately be used to drive an ideas-based argument for your own original research. Then is the issue of critical analysis. Critical analysis is required for examining the strong points and weaknesses of recent research in the field of your research topic, specifically as those studies allow you to best understand and discuss existing indiscrepancies and conflicts. However, Regardless of the type of research study you choose, analysis is a critical part of justifying your proposed study's methodological approach. With that said, most students that we work with find the literature review challenging because it is detailed and complicated work that typically consists of incorporating relevant findings from at least 75 studies into one chapter. And doing this all while ensuring that the focus of the dissertation or proposal remains on synthesis and critical analysis as opposed to a simple summary throughout. But we have learned that for even experienced researchers, things like teaching loads, work obligations, and managing a work-life balance can oftentimes get in the way of progress, which is why we recommend having a strategy for attack. Step four, explaining your methodology. Typically in chapter three of your proposal is the methodology. This is where you explain the specific things you hope to accomplish, the structure of your research, and the methods that you will use to gather and analyze data. This is especially important for your proposal because it is the chapter or part of your paper where you demonstrate the specific details regarding your research approach and how you plan to carry out your actual research. If this part is not thought through and clearly articulated, your proposal will not be approved. This section is vastly different than chapter two and should usually be aligned with what you write in your introduction or chapter one. Depending on your topic, your dissertation might consist more of empirical research where you focus on data collection 
and discovering new information or more theoretical research attempting to develop a new conceptual model or add nuance to an existing one. We have found dissertation research to often consist of both empirical and theoretical research. First, there is empirical. Empirical research consists of collecting new data and analyzing it in order to answer your research questions. It can be quantitative, which is numbers-based, qualitative, words-based, or it could be a combination of both. With that said, I always tell my clients that one is far better for your sanity. Regarding empirical research, you will want to describe in detail how you plan to collect your data. Will you use surveys, a lab experiment, or interviews? What variables will you measure? How will you select a representative sample? If other people will participate in your research, what measures will you take to ensure they are treated ethically? What tools, conceptual and physical, will you use and why? Citing other research to support your choices is also important. When you need to justify your choice of a particular research method or tool, for example, you can cite a text describing the advantages and appropriate usage of that method. This is nothing like the literature review, however, just enough to provide support for why your choices were made. Additionally, your research will necessarily involve analyzing the data after you have collected it, though you don't know yet what the data will look like. It's important to know what you are looking for and indicate what methods such as statistical tests or thematic analysis you will use. Uh, secondly, there is theoretical research. This type of research does not involve original data collection. As a result, this section will focus more on the theory you plan to work with in your dissertation, relevant conceptual models, and the approach you intend to take. For instance, a literary analysis dissertation rarely involves collecting new data, but it's still necessary to explain the theoretical approach that will be taken to the text under discussion as well as parts of the text you will focus on. In this section, you may refer to the same theorists that you have already discussed in the literature review. In this case, the emphasis is placed on how you plan to use their contributions in your own research. Step five, discussing the proposed implications of your research. Your dissertation proposal is usually concluded with a section where you will discuss what you expect your research to achieve. You obviously can't be too sure. You can't possibly know what your results and conclusions will be at this point. So here, you should describe the projected implications and contribution to knowledge of your research. First, consider the potential implications of your study. Will you develop or test a theory? Provide new information to governments or businesses? Challenge a commonly held belief? Or suggest an improvement to a specific process? You will also describe the intended result of your research and the theoretical or practical impact it will have. An example of this is, it is hoped that this research will contribute 
to the growing body of knowledge concerning strategies that improve mental health among minority adolescents experiencing trauma. Its conclusions will have the potential to inform not only future research, but also clinical practice. Finally, it's sensible to conclude by briefly uh, restating the contribution to knowledge you hope to make. For example, the specific questions you hope to answer and the gap the answers will fill in existing knowledge. Here's a few examples using the topic we've discussed. The purpose of this dissertation is to examine strategies that improve mental health among minority adolescents experiencing trauma. The strategies will be measured separately, something which has not been accomplished in the existing research. This will facilitate a more precise understanding of which strategies are more impactful on the mental health of minority adolescents experiencing trauma. Step six, creating a reference list or bibliography. Finally, it is also important that your dissertation proposal effectively references each of the sources that you have used. This is where you will include a properly formatted reference list or bibliography at the end of your proposal per the guidelines of your institution. Different institutions recommend different styles of referencing. Commonly used styles include Harvard, Vancouver, APA, or MHRA. If your department does not have specific requirements, choose a style and apply it consistently. A reference list consists of only the sources that you have cited in your proposal. A bibliography is slightly different. It can include every source you consulted in preparing the proposal, even if you didn't mention it in the text. In the case of a dissertation proposal, a bibliography may also list relevant sources that you haven't yet read, but that you intend to use during the research itself. Check with their supervisor or mentor what type of bibliography or reference list you should include in your proposal. Ultimately, the dissertation proposal is the beginning of the dissertation writing process. Craft a solid proposal and you will be well on your way to having a strong dissertation. This concludes today's edition of Dissertation in 90 Days. If you have any questions, please contact me at www.writerser.com. We will absolutely love to help you on your research journey. Until next time, I am Dr. Anthony Robinson. Thank you for tuning in today. Doctoral and PhD candidates, thank you for joining us on Dissertation in 90 Days, a podcast created with you in mind. Our continued goal is to save you time, money, and stress. This podcast is made possible by your generous donations and sponsorships.